Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I'm your host, Mark Minkus. We've all heard that expression, we all make mistakes. And some mistakes are bigger than others. For example, you get home from the grocery store and realize you forgot to buy milk. Well, not that big of a deal. You just have to get milk at another time. Or maybe you forgot to fill up the tank of gas and you didn't really notice and you run out of gas on the side of the road. And that's a mistake that we've probably all made before. But at school, I know that I've made some mistakes, some big, some small. And I remember one time I called the wrong parent about a detention for a fourth grade boy. And it wasn't until after I had described what the, the child had done and that the child had an after-school detention and I had hung up the phone about an hour later, it just dawned on me that I had called the wrong parent. And also I remember another time when a parent who was upset had sent an email to me and also to my head of school. And so I replied to that and I thought I had forwarded it to my head of school, but I actually hit reply all instead. And so the parent got my response to my head of school. Not great. But not all mistakes are created equal. I wonder if you know that there was a third founder of the tech company, Apple. We all know the names Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak as the founders of Apple, but there was actually a third founder named Ronald Wayne and he decided to sell his share of the company to Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak for $800, and Apple is now worth over a trillion dollars. That's a pretty big mistake. And I just recently saw an interview with Matt Damon, and he said that in 2007, director James Cameron was working on this movie called Avatar and asked Matt Damon if he would be in the movie. And he said that he would, he offered Matt Damon 10% of the box office for Avatar. And Matt Damon said no, because he was still wrapping up filming on the Bourne Ultimatum. And that movie came out in 2009, and Avatar did over $2 billion at the box office. And so that was a $200 million mistake for Matt Damon. So why are we talking about mistakes today? Well... On today's episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, I want to share with you my five biggest leadership mistakes and how to avoid them. I'm going to talk to you about the five biggest mistakes that I've made in my career as a private school leader and also how you can avoid making those same mistakes yourself. But before we get into that, I've created a free resource for you called the Top Six Ways to Protect Your School from a Lawsuit. This is an eight-page PDF that will help you to keep your staff and students safe and help keep your school out of court. We all know that litigation is expensive and time-consuming and very, very stressful, and this common sense guide will help you to be more intentional and proactive when it comes to protecting your school. So you can grab the top six ways to protect your school from a lawsuit at theprivateschoolleader.com slash lawsuit. And this is a free gift for you just for listening to the podcast. And again, you can grab that at theprivateschoolleader.com slash lawsuit. Okay, 
So my five biggest leadership mistakes and how to avoid them. Let's go with these five mistakes. Number one, not prioritizing my health. Mistake number two, believing a story that wasn't true. Mistake number three, letting my integrity slip. Mistake number four, being a positional leader. And mistake number five, not setting boundaries. So we're going to go in. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that mistake and what happened and what I did, but also how a little bit about how I overcame that, but more importantly, some advice for you as to how to avoid that mistake. All right. Mistake number one, not prioritizing my health. So I want to get in the time machine and go back to 2010. I weighed almost 300 pounds, um, and that's because I was eating my feelings because I was so stressed out. And I also, in 2010, ended up in the hospital with stomach ulcers. And we know where stomach ulcers come from. It's the stress that leads to the acidity, and then it literally tears a hole in, in the side of your intestines or your stomach. And so my physical health was not in good shape. And at the same time, my mental health was not in good shape. I was dealing with um, a lot of stress and anxiety and just worrying all the time and perseverating on different thoughts. I would be really stressed out as each board meeting would approach, each monthly board meeting. I would be super stressed when there was a meeting with a parent um, in the span of uh, also at around that time my, my mother passed away and um, just really the first uh, family member that had passed away and wasn't really dealing with that grief very effectively and I wasn't talking to a therapist I wasn't spending time praying um, I wasn't doing mindfulness practices and so I was making some pretty big mistakes when it came to not prioritizing my health. And of course, what I was prioritizing was the school. And yes, you know, we had young children. Um, my daughters were born in 90, 1993, 1996, and 1998. Um, they attended the school that I led. And so all of that added some stress to it. But by 2010, they were a little older and a lot more self-sufficient, but I was just really prioritizing the school and not prioritizing my health. But fortunately, uh, if you've listened to episode one of this podcast, you know that I had my uh, moment with my doctor and where he said to me, Mark, you are obese. You are at risk of adult onset diabetes and I know that you have three daughters. Do you want to be around to walk your daughters down the aisle at their wedding? And that was the moment that really latched on to me. And I had a compelling reason why to lose the weight. And over the next 10 months, I lost 60 pounds. And so there are things that happened with my physical health and my mental health. And you know, let's face it, I'm not going to sit here and say that I've got all that squared away right now, but I'm in a much better place than I was in 2010, which was about 20, about 18 years into my career as a private school leader. But let's talk about how you can avoid this mistake. Mistake number one, not prioritizing my health. Well, you need to remember that you are your most valuable asset. 
and you only have one you. You can not change the oil in your car and just drive it too fast and not do the regular maintenance that it needs. And if that car breaks down or just has to go to the junkyard, you can always get another car. Um, you can neglect taking care of the roof or the foundation of your home. And while that's extremely expensive, you can get another house, but there's only one you. And so with your physical health, just a couple of pieces of advice, nothing groundbreaking or um, earth shattering here, but eat a little healthier and move a little more. So you noticed I didn't say go on a diet and start a daily 60 minute a day exercise routine. Just literally start by eat a little healthier and move a little more. And so just make a few better decisions each week. Move with what you put into your body and move a little more. Take the stairs and um, take that walk around campus. Um, just move a little more and eat a little healthier. And then as far as how to avoid this with this mistake with your mental health, for me, just really it was to talk to someone. Um, later on in that span of time between 2016 and 2018, I had three sisters in three years that passed away. And the grief counselor through our employee assistance program, Virginia, um, was a huge, huge game changer for me. And so now therapy has never been more accessible. Um, you can go online and there are multiple businesses now where they have licensed therapists that you can Zoom with or even chat or text with. And it's affordable and much of it is covered by your health insurance through your school. So my big thing for avoiding this physical, uh, as far as avoiding the mistake of not prioritizing um, your mental and physical health, is for your mental health is talk to someone if you need to. Um, and most of us don't think we need to when we do need to. And then the second thing is to eat a little healthier and move a little more. And just one more bonus tip on how to avoid this mistake is go back and listen to episode three. It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Private School Leaders. And it's all about self-care. And I think it can be really helpful for you. Okay, let's go on to mistake number two, believing a story that wasn't true. So I was a young administrator at the beginning of my school leadership career. And I was telling myself a story that wasn't true. And let's face it, we all have stories that we tell ourselves. I'm not good enough, or I don't deserve to be happy. Um, I don't deserve to have a happy, loving relationship because of what happened in this previous relationship. Or maybe we tell ourselves a story about I'm not valuable, or I'm not special, or I'm not worthy. Um, I'm going to do an episode coming up on imposter syndrome and overcoming that as a school leader. Let's face it, I was facing a lot of imposter syndrome as a young administrator in not really knowing what I was doing um, the first couple of years. And so I just really settled into this story of, of just that I was telling myself the story that wasn't true was is that I'm not special and I'm not valuable and I'm not worthy. I'm not really sure I should even be running this school. And I just had this mindset of, well, it is what it is. And I'll just keep grinding and just keep doing the, just keep doing the best that I can. Well, fortunately for me, my wife always saw the potential in me, even when I didn't see it in myself. And so in the mid nineties, a few years into my career as a private school leader, 
my wife started buying me leadership books. And the first book that she bought me was the the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. And I can link that in the show notes. But I still believe that to be the best leadership book available. And fortunately, my wife saw that potential in me, and I started to educate myself on leadership, eventually got my master's degree in organizational leadership. And then I started telling myself a different story about whether I was worthy or not. So how can you avoid the mistake that I made, which was believing a story that isn't true? Well, first of all, change the story. And I know that that's easier said than done, but a way to do that is to focus on facts and not feelings. So there are certain things in life that are facts. You're a highly educated person. You're really smart. You know what you're doing, but the feelings tell us all different kinds of stories. Our emotions will take us on a a roller coaster. So try to focus on the facts and not the feelings when it comes to the story that you tell yourself. And then the last bit of advice would be to grow yourself as a person and as a leader. If you're not happy about where you are and you feel like the story that you're telling yourself isn't great about your abilities as a leader, then grow those abilities, build your skills and grow as a person and grow as a leader. And you might say, well, how am I going to do that? Okay, well, there's a lot of resources on this uh, on my website, theprivateschoolleader.com at slash resources. And you're listening to this podcast, so you already have a desire to grow yourself as a leader. So just keep going with that growth and you will change the story that you say about your, that you tell that, about yourself and the story that you believe about yourself. All right. So we're looking at the five biggest mis- leadership mistakes that I've made in my career and how to avoid them. Number one mistake was not prioritizing my health. Number two, believing a story that wasn't true. And number three, letting my integrity slip. So we all know that integrity is our character and how I act when no one is watching. And in early in my career, I was evasive. I used a lot of administrator speak. I would talk to a teacher about a parent and kind of like badmouth the parent. But then when I was talking to a parent who was upset with a teacher, I didn't always say the nicest things about that teacher. And so I was kind of playing both sides of the situation and then often setting myself up for very awkward conversations when there would be a meeting with the teacher and the parent. So I wasn't being honest. I wasn't giving honest feedback. I wasn't maintaining my professionalism and confidentiality. And I was letting my integrity slip. And a lot of that was because I was an insecure leader and I really didn't know what I was doing. And so I just, I'm not making an excuse. I just am honestly acknowledging and accepting the fact that early in my career that I was prioritizing other things like how I looked and how I came across to teachers and to parents as opposed to just being honest and keeping my promises and keeping things confidential and all those important things when it comes to integrity. Well, all that changed around 2011. Um, Some of it 
went along with the thing that I mentioned before about just getting my act together with my my weight and my weight loss. Um, but a lot of it was just that I decided I needed to grow up as a leader and to really start focusing on prioritizing my integrity. And so if mistake number three for me was letting my integrity slip, how can you avoid that mistake for yourself? Well, first of all, I would strongly encourage you to make integrity your most valued and important trait as a leader. Make integrity your most valued and most important trait as a leader. And we have many important traits and skills as leaders to be an empathic listener, to have a lot of empathy, to be high in emotional intelligence, to have courage and wisdom and to be cool under pressure and to be a problem solver and a good decision maker and a strategic leader. Well, those are all important things and we're better at some and better than better at others, but integrity should always be number one on that list. And I've probably since about 2011, I've just told my teachers, look, I will always tell you the truth. I'll tell you everything that you're able to know about a situation because we know that the teachers can't know everything about every situation, especially personnel issues, things of that nature. But I tell my teachers, I'm going to tell you the truth, even if it's not what you want to hear. I'll be straight with you. I'll give you timely feedback. I'll give you honest feedback. And so that's something that I've really tried to do is to tell the truth, um, to give honest feedback, to not gossip, to support my teachers, to maintain confidentiality, And so those are the things that I would encourage you to do as well. As far as practically, how do you prioritize your integrity? Well, you keep your word. You set the example. You have high moral character when it comes to decisions that you make. So all of the things that you think of when you think of how you act when no one is around, when no one is watching, that is the most important thing is to prioritize your integrity and don't let your integrity slip. All right, on to number four. Mistake number four that I made, my five biggest leadership mistakes in my career. Mistake number four was being a positional leader. I already mentioned that when I became head of school in my first job at my first school that I was a younger leader, and I was pretty insecure. And so I felt like, okay, well, I probably haven't earned people's respect, so they just need to respect my position. I was the head of school, and they were teachers, and so there was this supervisor, supervisee, employer, employee thing that was going on in my head that just because I was the principal, then they needed to respect me because of my position. Well, We've all worked for positional leaders, and we know that doesn't go very well because people want someone they can trust that inspires them, that they want to follow, someone that's encouraging, someone that's high in emotional intelligence, someone that leads um, with just confidence and courage, but also with um, empathy. And again, I know I'm describing a leader that we all aspire to be, but we all can agree that regardless of where we are with those skills and character traits, that being a positional leader and just relying on your title is a terrible idea. And so again, back to me as the mistake that I made, I know that I would get defensive. I would 
defend the decisions that I made and never really listened to what people were saying about looking at it another way because I was insecure. I never apologized even when I knew that I had messed up because I felt like that was a show of weakness and I would get really upset when people didn't respect me. So a positional leader, textbook positional leader. So how can you avoid that? Well, what I learned was that I needed to change my leadership style and that was practicing servant leadership. And that's my advice for you as to how to avoid falling into that trap, falling into that bad place to be of being a positional leader. You need to do it because I said so. You need to follow me because I'm the head of school. You can avoid all that by practicing servant leadership. And at the end of every episode of this podcast, I always sign off by saying, always remember to serve first, lead second, and make a difference. And serving first and leading second is a definition of servant leadership. And I actually did two whole episodes on servant leadership, episodes five and six of this podcast. And if you really want to be a servant leader, if you really want to avoid being a positional leader at your school, then my advice to you would be to adopt some of the characteristics of servant leadership and the place to find that information. I'm not going to take the time to do it here. As I just said a minute ago, I did two episodes on it is to avoid that mistake. I would encourage you to go back and listen to episodes five and six of this podcast. And I'll link those in the show notes. And mistake number five was not setting boundaries. Now, I want to be clear here and give a disclaimer that of the five mistakes that I've mentioned, this is the one that I'm still having the biggest struggle with is setting boundaries between work and home. But I want to tell you what I used to do and some of the things that I've been able to improve upon. So I used to charge the phone right next to the bed and I would check email last thing before I went to bed and be responding to emails and then go to sleep. And then first thing in the morning when I would wake up, even before I would say good morning to my wife, I'm embarrassed to say that I would pull out the phone and start checking email and seeing if there was a coverage need and seeing if someone had called off. And so clearly my boundaries were not the bed that I slept in. Um, dinner table, vacation, church, those weren't, there weren't boundaries around those when it came to schoolwork and school problems that would invade those areas. And I've said a few times on this podcast that I remember very clearly one of my daughters saying to me, dad, when do we get to see you instead of the back of your laptop? So where that led me was to burnout and being diagnosed with a severe case of burnout in the fall of 2021. Um, a lot of stress, um, never really getting a break from school because I never took a break from school because it invaded every area of my life. It led to challenges with my family and some resentment about me prioritizing the school over my time with them, especially when I was not at school. And so not setting boundaries is a huge huge issue for private school leaders. So what are we going to do about that? Well, how to avoid that problem is very specifically um, is to listen to episode eight 
of this podcast. And that episode is called How to Overcome Burnout with Boundaries. How to Overcome Burnout with Boundaries. And I spent a lot of time in that episode talking about what boundaries are, why they're important, and then some very specific strategies on how to have those boundaries be things that you adhere to and stick to as opposed to just letting the school seep into every little part of your life. So again, my advice for how to avoid making the mistake of not setting boundaries is to listen to episode eight of this podcast. And again, I'll link that in the show notes. So I like to give, uh, well, first let's do the uh, big takeaways and then I'll do the call to action. So the big takeaways for today's show are we talked about, we're talking about mistakes and how to avoid them. And let's face it, we're all going to make mistakes. Some are big, some are small. I'm sure that we all have our stories about, I can't believe that I did that, but I'm just sharing my five biggest leadership mistakes and how to avoid them. Not prioritizing my health, how to avoid that is with the physical health is to eat a little healthier, move around a little more. And with the mental health, is really ask yourself the question, do I need to talk to someone? And if you do, then take that step and talk to someone. Mistake number two was believing a story that wasn't true. How do you avoid that? Well, you can change the story about yourself by growing yourself as a person and as a leader. Mistake number three, letting my integrity slip. How can you improve that? Well, I mentioned earlier to prioritize integrity as your most important leadership characteristic, most important leadership trait. Everything else comes second after your integrity as a leader. Mistake number four was being a positional leader. You have to follow me because I said so, because I'm the boss. How do you overcome that? Well, I am a big fan of the servant leadership style. And I said before that episodes five and six dive deep into what does it mean to be a servant leader? What does that look like? So episodes five and six, and then my mistake number five, not setting boundaries. And again, there's a lot that could be said about that, but I recommended that you go back and listen to episode eight of the podcast, how to overcome burnout with boundaries. And That was a huge problem for me. I thought that I had done a better job between 2012 and 2021, but by the fall of 2021, again, you know that 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 was um, at the quote-unquote end of the pandemic when things were kind of winding down, um, I was diagnosed with severe burnout. And so episode eight kind of talks about my journey from being burnt out to establishing more clear boundaries in my life as a person and as a leader. And I hope that that helps you as well. And so as far as a call to action, two uh, calls to action, one would be for you to just reflect on some of your bigger leadership mistakes and to not dwell on them, but then to pick one and then pick a strategy as far as what am I intentionally doing to avoid making that mistake again, because we're supposed to learn from our mistakes. So the call to action is to reflect without getting down in the dumps, reflect on your biggest leadership mistake and pick one and then do some intentional action that will make sure that you prevent 
yourself from making that mistake again. Okay, let's wrap it up. I hope you got value from this episode. This podcast exists to help you thrive and not just survive as you serve and lead the students and teachers at your school. And my goal is to take my 30 years of experience, talk to you about the things I wish I had known, and like today's episode, the mistakes that I made, and help you avoid those in your career. And as I said before, just to hit it again, I've created a free resource for you called the Top Six Ways to Protect Your School from a Lawsuit. And this is a common sense guide that will help you hopefully um, have some intentional and proactive strategies around protecting your school. And you can grab the top six ways to protect your school from a lawsuit at the privateschoolleader.com slash lawsuit. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and that way you'll never miss an episode. And the show notes for today's episode are at the privateschoolleader.com slash episode 23. A new episode of the Private School Leader podcast comes out every week on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can connect with me on Instagram at the Private School Leader or on Twitter at the PS Leader. And if you got value from this episode, I just would encourage you to please share it with another leader or aspiring leader at your school. And I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I just want to say that I appreciate you and the amazing work that you're doing at your school. And thank you so much for taking some of your precious time to join me here today. And I'll see you next time on the Private School Leader Podcast. And until then, always remember to serve first, lead second, and make a difference.